Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. What's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan. And we are coming to you for an eighth time, part two, with Marcus Pharaoh Robbins, the divine healing soul himself. Marcus, we are so grateful you're here. Everybody listening, we're grateful you're here and back for an eighth episode. And uh, welcome to the roundtable. Welcome back, brother. Thank you. It is an honor and I'm very happy to be here again with you guys. Sweet. Today, uh, today's episode, we're going to get into some current events with the election just uh, passed and still going on. So we uh, think. <laughs> right. Uh, dive into some uh, quote unquote conspiracies and also dive into some modalities and practical advice on how you can center yourself and ground yourself with all the madness that's going on in the external world. So how was you guys' day? Man, it was great. But after about two minutes of just listening to Marcus, um, yeah, I don't think the election's over. So we're going to need some healing. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to need some healing practices. So I'm excited to hear about that. But day was good. Yeah. yeah. Productive. Today was productive. Um, calls are coming back in. I feel like people are moving at the job. Um, man, just felt good. Felt on top of it today. Yeah. Sweet. How was yours? Good. Good day? Um, yeah, my day was pretty good. Um, I was at work most of the day. I opened as the manager and it was a little bit slower day. So I just kind of relaxed a little bit and just continued looking into information and sharing stuff as I usually do. <laughs> sharing the light, getting ready for this, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate your light as always, your digital light that you spread to, uh, Social oh, media platforms, man. Beautiful uh, insight and posts. Jeremy, how was your day, man? Good talking good. over here. <laughs> it was good. Uh, nothing exciting, but good. We just uh, getting everything ready for Brittany's brother to come into town for the weekend. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's exciting. Nice. Oh. Where, where's he from? <laughs> uh, right now, I think he's in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It's pretty sweet. He's far, far away. Have um, you met him? <clears throat> yeah, a couple of times, but uh, he's coming mostly to visit Brittany's mom now that she's with us, so. Sweet. Just getting space ready for him, cleaning, getting things organized, a lot of laundry. I think I folded like eight baskets of laundry. Yeah, oh, man, that's the worst. Yeah. You know what I hate? It's hanging laundry up. Brittany always I don't mind hanging. Up. Really? Brittany's the same way. She hates the hanging. I don't know what it is. Man. I hate the folding. See, I'll fold all the clothes, put them in the basket, and then lay the hanged up clothes that are supposed to be hung up over top of the basket. <laughs> the hungered up ones? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. hungered up, hangered up. Whatever. So this table... Yeah. It doubles as a nice little uh, place to place all my shirts nice. that, are, that are clean during the week. So, as of this morning, it was, you know, it was covered. Covered. <laughs> So, you don't like hanging clothes up either? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so weird. It's such an easy task. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it'll just lay there. It's like, yeah, it's easier for me to get it, especially my running stuff. I'm like, doot, doot, doot. Right. Out. 
Especially at four in the morning, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any day where like, <laughs> where you don't have to use the AK, it's a good day. That's right. <laughs> you know, Ice Cube said it best. <laughs> so, <clears throat> diving into this because it's going to be a juicy topic. Marcus, why don't you give us your view, since you're the guest, of the current status, if you will, of the election and where we are at now. Oh, boy. I know that's, that's super broad, so feel uh, free to, to break right. it down however you choose, brother. All right. We're going to kick the doors wide open. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, the election's uh, over, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny because... You know, a lot of majority people believe it really is. And there's also this other majority, I guess what we like to call the silent majority, that know that it really isn't over because there's this thing going on with the media. And they're showing on the screens that uh, Joe Biden is to be elected president. But at the same time, if you look, it also says it's a projection. It'll say, um, like, ABC News projection, Joe Biden wins presidency and i'm not exactly sure what they do with their programming and um other things but it's like it's hitting people in a way where they completely confirm with herself that he's the president right now when it's only a projection and um on top of that there's you know news stations that are biased or paid off and they're reporting that there's still states counting and there's a couple states that are recounting because of quote unquote glitches in their voting machine softwares where about 6,000 votes went to Biden that were supposed to go to Trump in Michigan, like 47 different counties in Michigan also have the same software. Um, apparently Georgia has the same issue going on and then they're going to be recounting in Wisconsin, what? Arizona. Oh, all the swing states. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Right. Um, and then on top of that, there was a situation where the first day, election night, you know, Trump was up by, I think, like a couple hundred thousand in Michigan. And then between 3.30 to 4.30 a.m. in the morning, they all of a sudden found a bunch of mail-in ballots. And every single one of them, 100,000 plus, were all for Biden. I heard Not about that. a single that. one went to Trump or an independent. Then that also happened in Wisconsin as well. I mean, this is just like a couple of like so really illegal looking activity that's taken place. I've also heard, did anybody see the Tucker Carlson Uh, last night? He said that mm -hmm. there are sworn affidavits from poll workers that they saw people voting illegally, that they boarded up windows at the polling areas in Detroit, and you're not supposed to do that. It's supposed to be visible to the public. There's all kinds of fishy weird things going on with this election. Whether yeah. Biden ends up being the president or not, or whoever it is, whatever they're doing, they don't want people to see it. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani came out with a statement um, saying that there's people in Pennsylvania that were getting like dead people's ballots in the mail and stuff, and they were voting for Biden. That was another um, thing Tucker said. Somebody who died three years ago managed to vote. Yeah, and then... Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> On top of that. My mind is just blown over here. I don't know. Yeah, it's just amazing. You know, they got the glitches, stuff like that. And then, I guess, poll watchers from the Republican side were being blocked off or only allowed to be like 12 feet away from 
people to check the ballots when they're supposed to legally be able to see the ballots to make sure they're legit. Both Republican and Democrats have poll watchers legally to be able to see that the ballots are correct. So if you know one side's bringing in mail-in ballots and then they're not allowing the other side to at least examine and make sure they're real, ah, that's that's a little fishy and it's kind of illegal as well and it breaks the law of what the whole thing is set up to be as a fair and equal democracy. The the thing for me is to, in, in order to keep the, the show somewhat neutral, I'm going to play devil's advocate. So it, what I say doesn't necessarily reflect my views, but what, what are some, I mean, what is somebody to believe with all the information out there? Like what leads people to believe that the media is corrupt and so against Trump? I mean, is, is it the fact, is it the fact that, these uh, elite or globalists own these companies? Is that like e- even Fox News as like a controlled opposition type of deal, like just to keep us divided? That's the the main narrative they're pushing is Silicon Valley. Right. All the big tech companies are invested in the election. Right. Yeah. They're not invested in Trump's side. He's not someone who took that, that money. Yeah. Right. It is highly oh, talked about. Yeah. It is highly talked about that like uh, – Central bankers, uh, big tech, people like that are kind of tied together in a way. And they try to keep basically the money and power in like right. a certain portion of the population. And then, you know, they just kind of do whatever it takes right. for that to happen. So how, how has it been? How has Trump been able to cut the heads off of these snakes so efficiently? You know, what, what's your guys' opinions on how he's been able to get to a place where he's at a, a no political background? Is that Trump's doing or is that the people rising up like, holy shit? I think part of it is the people yeah. think COVID backfiring, yeah. you know, it, whether it was planned or not planned or whatever, it was played in such a way. I think that people tried to take advantage of it. And I don't know if they thought the fear would just take over everybody, but there were plenty of people myself included like we talked about that's when i started doing the research that's when i kind of started a lot of time yeah for sure so i think it kind of backfired i think that helped especially this year right but i think there's still a lot of people who are believing what they're being spoon-fed by the mass media because it's pushed us in such a place of fear it's like when when you have all that fear and that that trauma that you haven't addressed it's like you drop into your root chakra and it's fight or flight Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's easy to control and manipulate the people that are living in that in that space. space. Yeah. yeah. And it's so easy and it's 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 really sick when you can step back and see, but at the same time it's really beautiful that people are awakening, you know, the, the great awakening of 2020 if you will to the the corruption. No matter what side you're on, it's like something ain't right. <laughs> yeah. You know, e- either way you want to spin it, it's like something uh, definitely isn't right. Right. And, and why do we have like 35 intelligent agencies and then think what we see on the news is legit? Mm-hmm. It's right. like, what, what the fuck are all these <laughs> other agencies doing? There's more to it, people. Like, yeah. we have to understand whether you hate Trump, which I have an opinion. If you hate Trump, he's triggering your ego and stuff that you haven't addressed within yourself. Uh, first and foremost, to hate a person that much to blame your whole life shortcomings on one man in four whether years like, too right you're not even like blaming not. his whole existence you're blaming the four years he's been president right <laughs> and granted he is an egomaniac and could he be more professional as a as a president absolutely 
But it's like we have to step back and be like, why are why is all the money that's been running the show for so long got their target on this one man? I mean, it's like holy shit. And that's a big red flag for me. Exactly. That's a huge one. I mean, the probably the best post I've seen about all this since was literally a Karen. And it was about <laughs> the Russians interfering in the twenty sixteen election. Oh, and then yeah, the same picture. Yeah. yeah, saying that uh how, How dare you question the integrity of the, the right. election process? Yeah, 2016, it was all but the But you West. literally <laughs> right. spent three years on a fucking ghost hunt trying to take this trying man down. Trying to impeach the president. Yeah. For, for something that For an election <laughs> that was tampered with. Yeah. And now because people are saying this one got tampered with, I mean, you're getting defensive. And stuff never made any sense. Like, this is like literally right in our faces right now. Everybody can see it. Yeah. The thing that, that came up for me... With the coronavirus, I guess this is before the election time, but I really started to see there was a thing about AI computer generating stories about coronavirus. And it's like, type in any three digit number. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then coronavirus cases and a story will pop up. Yeah. So, well, it's like, I started like typing in all over. these random numbers and it, every single number I Everyone. typed in, a story popped up. It's like, there's no fucking way. Every single number. I did at least like 30. It has a news story written about it. Like, they're just, AI is pu- plugging in these numbers yeah. with these <laughs> non-factual stories. It's like, holy shit. This yeah, is- I've put like one, seven, four, five cases and then like still come up. Like, wow, okay. Dude, crazy. I think the most I went up to was like 3,000 and there was still an article about it. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's like, what what is somebody to believe? There's so much information out there. It's a beautiful time and a beautiful thing if you are in tune with your own intuition and you can center yourself on what resonates with you. But the powers to be recognize that we are so fucking out of touch with ourselves. They can feed us whatever the fuck we want. We're going to eat it. And that's when you see people living in fear. I, I drive by McDonald's every day and I see people sitting in their cars by themselves with a mask on. In yeah. McDonald's drive through. <laughs> it's like, bro, heart disease kills three times as much as coronavirus did this year. Granted, it's not contagious, but you keep eating the food. You're going you're gonna to suffer the fate. You know, what the fuck is wrong with people, man? Sorry, this shit gets me hyped. <laughs> That's where I was at the beginning of the year, though. If you remember when we first really started talking and hanging out again was I was wrapped up in my life, my family, my concerns. That's all right. I cared about. Right. The outside world was going on, and I was not in tune with any of it. I wasn't doing any kind of research. I don't have cable, so I literally haven't watched right. the news in probably two or three years. Right. Everything that I got was just from Facebook or what popped up on Apple News on my phone in the mornings. That was it. That was all I had. And I didn't care to know anything else because I was working so much on my family, figuring right. out Brittany's future and her going to school and what our plans were. Right. And boom, coronavirus. Right. And then it was three, four hours a day online. Like, what's going on? Right. Where did this come from? Right. Like, what are people saying? So, a lab, is that is that where it came from? The coronavirus? I don't think that that was argued too much after uh, the first couple of weeks. I think yeah. it was when it first came out that it was all lab generated. But I think after a certain point, they just stopped talking about it. Yeah. Like does, they just that, disregarded <clears throat> that topic altogether. So yeah. I think it's pretty. Is that indicative of truth when you just like brush it on the rug? Like, let's not get to the bottom of that. Maybe, maybe not. I heard it was a, uh, it's like a natural, natural born virus that they had kind of like um, added to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the they stars, definitely, yeah, yeah, they added like strands to it. And right. It kind of like souped it up more. And then they uh, kind of let it go. 
souped it up really well when the survival rate's 99.96 percent there's yeah, a, a thing <laughs> it's only killed people with that already had condition. underlying illnesses and then like you know people that still have anything they've all recovered well not only the cdc did come yeah. out and say there were ten thousand deaths that were just from covid that the other six hundred thousand at the time had underlying health conditions that's so crazy the cdc that's a interesting company or business and it is a business. They That's what act, people don't understand. Yeah, right. It's a it's a it's a corporation. <laughs> like hospitals. They walk back a lot of their numbers and a lot of things that they've said. It's same with the World Health Organization. They, now they're saw, coming out saying oh, yeah. you should not lock down. Even no. though half the world's went back into lockdown. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Did you see the the link that somebody posted it? It went around the FDA released an article on their website that says that they cannot find a single isolate that proves COVID is real. They still can't even identify what strand makes COVID COVID, but they're testing for it. How are you testing for something when you don't know what the isolate looks like to actually test positive for it? And that's on the FDA's public website. Like somebody shared the link. I literally went to it and found it for myself. It's there. It says we do not know the isolate yet to identify COVID as a positive strain. What does that mean? It means that usually when that there's a virus in your blood, if they pull it out, they can isolate the strand that says this is not supposed to be in the body. They can't identify the strand that says that there's a virus in people's body. For all we fucking know, the entire virus is made up. Which well, could the, be true. The thing is with, with that is, and, and that's going to ruffle a lot of people's feathers saying it's made up because you hear all the time, what I'm about not the people that are dying? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, uh, just playing devil's advocate again. Um, the thing is, people don't understand what fear can do to you. You know, if you think about the placebo effect yep. and how it plays into healing, it has the opposite effect. If you Absolutely. are thinking you're going to get sick and you're going to die and all these horrible things are going to happen if you go out in public and you don't wear a mask, well, guess what? That is the reality that you're creating. And, and it's just basic lo- universal laws of attraction and, and vibration. If you're vibrating in fear and sickness and negativity, it's just going to find you. It will attack. So it, it's wild time, man. But Marcus, how does this play in on, on a spiritual level? What do you see going on on a spiritual level with all of this madness? Because I have my own theories and I'd love to get your point of view of what some would call the spiritual warfare that's going on right now. Okay. So spiritually, I definitely see a spiritual war going on. That's definitely hundred <laughs> percent. What does that mean? Um, so so to say, like, really like a battle of, you know, your faith, um, your endurance, your trust in your higher higher source, power, God, um, whatever you go by. Um, but it's definitely a big test in faith and knowing if you have that trust. It also is, to me, um, a really big reflecting period for all of us. To really reflect on our lives, uh, you know, who we are, what we came here to be and do, and what we're doing with our families. Was COVID a blessing in that sense then? Um, you know, everything when it comes to a higher perspective is positive and negative. It's both at the same time, really, because it's all about how we make it to be, really. And it can be really negative if we don't grow and learn from it 
And it can be really positive if we do grow and learn from because if we grow and learn from this, it's going to bring a lot of us together. That's for sure. And it'll unite us and bring more power, I feel like. But if we don't learn, then it's going to be the, the same old story. And I'm not going to get anywhere as a collective. Yeah, I think one thing I've noticed is, especially in the, in the spiritual community, it seems that you are, the false lights are being shown. You know, the, the people that put on this so-called facade or, or mask, if you will, no pun intended, uh, of being a spiritual person. And you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so being a spiritual person, you're seeing, you're, those false lights are being exposed because they're dropping into the fear and you can see exactly where people are. It's like, Whoa, man. Like, yeah, I've been talking to you for the last six months and you seem to have all your spiritual shit in a line. And now there's a little bit of unsteady ground and you're falling mm-hmm. back into fear and mm-hmm. putting an actual mask on. And so, <laughs> whoa, man. And I'm, I don't have anything. We all against. wear masks. Yeah, we I do. do. You're right. It, it, it's our ego. You know, it masks our soul and well, it's part of our human experience. Yeah. And I don't have anything against masks. I am all for sovereignty. If you want to wear a mask, to each their own. Yeah. Don't infringe on my rights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Granted, we all have to go to work and corporations and businesses have to. I get it. You can play the game that way, but it's painful, man. It's like, man, don't don't infringe on my life with your fear. For me, and, and when this all started, people would ask me, like, how are you doing? It's like, I feel good. I feel still. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> But it comes from putting in that work, that spiritual yeah. work. It's like I, I've developed a relationship with the universe and God or whatever you want to call greater power than yourself. And all that work prepared me for this time. And I know you you guys yeah. feel the same way because we're sitting at this table together. Right. And so, that's what was crazy is I didn't really feel like I was doing any of that work until this happened. Yeah. But I still never went down that path of just being afraid and living in that fear all the time. Right. It was always questioning and why, why is this happening? Right. Why are you telling me to do this? I don't, something doesn't feel right. It never felt right. Right. And that, and that plays into what some would call the great awakening, right? And it's people like Jeremy. I mean, last episode, uh, we had a beautiful moment off air where Jeremy was like, holy shit, this is the first time I've seen an aura. <laughs> and he was sitting across the table from Marcus for, for you. Uh, obviously you can't see us, but sitting across the table and could see Marcus's aura. And it's like Jeremy's having going through this beginning stages of opening his third eye, if you will, you know, seeing spiritual energy and, and the greater that is life outside of the human realm, merging those two realities. It's, it's a very powerful thing, man. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, Super beautiful. Man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and if, if you know Marcus or you ever meet Marcus, you'll uh, definitely agree with that bright white aura. <laughs> <clears throat> all colors of the spectrum, brother. So getting away from conspiracy and all the madness, unless you guys have anything else. I thought we wanted to, did we not want to hit Q? I, I feel like, I feel like well, a lot of the enough. stuff we touched on was, was Q-ish. Q-based. Well, that's, a, that's where a lot of this started for a Q-based. lot of people. Q-based. <laughs> like, that's where it started for me. I haven't even looked at a Q post in months now, right. but that's where it started for me. That was the initial door opening for me into all the questions was seeing a random post about Q and then going down that rabbit hole. Right. And that's then a that's one. when that's a lot a, of stuff started. That, that is a large <laughs> one. So, I mean, 
That's <laughs> large. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And, and now, oh, now a lot of people are pulling away from it because they're starting to find their own truth. Right. Yeah. And I think that that was like for myself, just a doorway or a crutch for people for a long time to get their information from. Yeah. And I think part of it for me and part of why I don't read it anymore is I'm kind of just tired of the waiting. Right. And I think a lot of people are there and I understand that the process of draining the swamp and everything else will take time. But a lot of promises since the inception of Q when it first started coming out was all these promises of head starting to roll. And they have. There have been plenty of stories about things happening. But I'm still waiting for the big ones. Everybody wants to see Hillary go down and Clintons go down. And oh, yeah. Everybody wants to see what happens with uh, Epstein and... Yeah, and all the names that he has. I mean, that flight log has some some right. pretty substantial names on it. So I tell you what, man, I think what's going on right now is going to like be a big gateway to all of it. And as a father, obviously, pedophilia would be a huge thing. Like I'd love to see these people pay for for those kind of indiscretions. So I mean, I think that yeah. it would still be something we could hit on real quick, briefly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. As big of a rabbit hole as that is for to sure. sum up in a short window, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely like a big part of my year. Um, I was actually aware of a lot of this corruption before Q and I kind of ran into Q stuff. Um, See, I wasn't. This is where it came on to me because when somebody put up Pizzagate, I had no fucking clue what they were talking about. I literally thought that there was like something that happened at a pizza place that was like the salmonella or something that happened with Chipotle. Like I didn't know what it was. And that's what opened the doorway. It was, you know, figuring out what that actually was. And then just everything from there. Yeah. So for, for the listeners, if you're unfamiliar with Q kind of the general overall view of it is there's a high up intelligent intelligence person or group that is leaking, leaking all these cues. Yeah. Military, um, leaking these clues. I mean, it's not really, if you've looked into Q at all, it's not really giving you facts, more just stuff for you to research on your own. And I think that's what drew me in because it wasn't stating anything as super factual. It's like, Hey, check this shit out. Yeah. And it just gave you like little individual rabbit holes right. within that rabbit hole to look. And it's like, yeah. wow. And you can find news articles relating to this stuff. And it's like, man, what the, f-? Yep. and it just kind of started piecing the puzzle together. And and I'm kind of with Jeremy here. I, I got impatient. I was like, man, what's this shit going to happen? Right. Like, we have the fucking evidence. Let's chop some heads, man. Yeah. Not literally. Figuratively, I'm saying. I don't I don't believe in – well, <laughs> we won't go into uh, my beliefs on capital punishment. But um, I just it, – it was hard for me to continue to follow. And the media made it horrible. And even social media. It's like all of a sudden if you believe in – this intelligence, <laughs> right? It, all of a sudden, if you believe in this intelligence that's being leaked, you're a racist, right wing extremist. It's like what? Oh yeah! Holy shit! No, that's a that's not true at all. Why? Because I believe in doing research and right. following through with things yeah. and not believing everything that's spoon fed to me. I'm an I'm an outcast now. That's right. crazy. The thing is, it's like there are extremes of every ideology there is and the news capitalizes on those extremes. And that's what we got to keep in mind when it comes to the news, no matter what you believe, continue to walk that middle path because they're going to highlight the extremes. It's not the collective group of Americans that they highlight. It's the extremes on each side because that's what draws more people to those extremes. When you start to divide those people in the middle into those extremes, Mm -hmm. man. 
look at it the same way as they looked at it when they started things like the circus and sideshows and everything. It's the taboo. It's the different. It's the strange. The things that are foreign to us. People are fascinated by it. And it's those extremes at this point. That's what that's become. And that's what people tune into. That's what people pay attention to. Those are the stories that people read. Everybody's so busy and caught up in their day-to-day lives, like what I was talking about. That If you don't put something out there that grabs their attention, they're going to scroll right past it. Right. And scrolls and page visits and everything else. I mean, that's money nowadays. Yeah, it's um, it's a sad state when I the thing I don't get is the censorship. That was another thing that is kind of like almost confirming for me in a way. It's like, why are all these big tech companies? And I get it, you know, they don't they don't have anything to do with the First Amendment, right? Although you could argue that they're so big and influential, they have to, to right? But the First Amendment is from the government censoring your freedom of yeah. speech, not from companies. But why? There's shit out there about Bigfoot, shit out there. I mean, if you can dream it up, there's articles and people that believe in it everywhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Why all of a sudden is one train of thought being censored? Q- I mean, Q was dropped from all major social media platforms. Yep. Accounts deleted, just erased. People that have had accounts for years on these platforms, just gone. You don't sign yeah, on something that I you're not mind. scared of. Right. right. Well, <laughs> I, that's what I don't get. You don't. And whether you're actually afraid of Q and what they're doing or not, you're afraid of people waking up to your bullshit. Right. And the thing is, Q, Q people and Q followers were not the ones out there burning these cities down and shit. Like, no. Why aren't we censoring the people that are creating the mayhem? And that publicly have come out and said they're a Marxist organization. Right. Right. <clears throat> I, it blows my mind. It, it really does. It certainly does, man. It certainly does. So, uh, going back to the, the election situation, it's, it's really interesting because it's looking like it's going to be taken to the Supreme Court, which means. Thank God for getting Amy Cody Bird in there. Dude, yeah, they got, uh, Kavanaugh too. And uh, if you guys know anything about them, they were on the team for Bush when uh, took it to court for Bush and Gore. Oh, really? So this is this is legit. This isn't like a conspiracy at all. Like there's some legit figures that have big power in the country that are involved in this one. Wow. Then AG Barr, of course, is involved as well. But they've just been collecting evidence, like evidence after evidence, from like poll watchers, um, people from cameras. Seeing people fill out ballots, you know, after election day, of course. And that's the other thing that people don't realize either is like we were just talking about before we started recording. The election is far from over. Yeah. Just because the media says whatever. The whole electoral college process still has to happen. You have to, from what I understand, if there's an investigation into the election results, it will slow everything else down as well. You can't move forward with the electoral (laughs) votes until these legal issues are settled. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is far from over. It's as high as it gets when it comes to an event in the world. So it's like, there's no like getting around illegal activity. Like it has to be investigated no matter what. So where can we get this information? Like, so this is something that I know nothing about. So like a legit news source that's not uh, mainstream is Newsmax. 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 They're actually like getting really popular right now because they're the only ones that are actually not being biased and they haven't called uh, Biden as president either. 
So are they are they not being biased or are they not censoring the right? You know what I mean? Like, um, are they remaining neutral in, in all their stories or are they favoring the right? You know what I'm saying? Because there's a difference. I feel like most of the news outlets are left leaning, or completely creating the left. Um, so a little both. Yeah, I mean they're speaking out of the truth though, so it's like truth is just the truth. I mean if it supports the right, it supports the right. Uh, sports right. left, sports left, but they're talking about, you know, the things that are being censored right now. The things that are going on in the States with like, you know, the National Guard being there, helping with their recounts, stuff like that. Can't even know the National Guard. Can't See, yeah. one thing people don't realize on one of them too. People don't realize that Trump just signed an executive order at the beginning of this year calling all reserve troops to active duty for two years. It's kind of like that's something as a as a veteran myself, it was like red flag. Like, what the fuck are we? Yeah. Why are we calling all the reserve troops to active duty in an executive order? Like that's yeah, what is that mean? something about like what do you see with that? I don't know. You know I, know, I, I don't know anything at this point. Right. I mean it But I, to someone like me, I don't have any military experience. So basically you're just readying activity. your troops for whatever may come. So yeah, you're getting you're getting all your medical stuff done, you're getting it, basically getting yourself ready for any call to action. It's not necessarily combat. I got you. Any, any mission that you, you know, you have to have a medical stand down, make sure all your gear is cl- complete and working order. Uh, there's just little things that see. people don't realize that uh, you have to get ready. Yeah. If you're on standby, you're not going to, like as a reservist, I spent most of my career as a reservist. Kind of like defense. Right. It's just a force of readiness. So calling them up is is getting their medical gear, all that shit uh, in line for whatever may come. But it's not something that I don't know if it's ever been done before. Not that I'm aware. Outside of a war. war So the level of the military has been used uh, last couple of years with Trump is something different that I've ever seen. And like the way that he is using them, like using them at home to do good with them rather than go into other countries and have war. He's actually been the only president since who knows when to not even have a war start underneath him. And he's made peace with a bunch of countries and helped the Middle East make peace too as well. Well, that's I, war with another country, but he did send a, a bunch of troops to fight the Mexican drug cartel. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> he's at, there are troops at war, and, and may they all come home safe, and <laughs> yes, God definitely. bless our warriors that, that fight for what we feel is, is true, um, because, you know, some people would hate on the military, but just a, an insight from a, a military service member, it's a call to service. Most people in the military don't even really support the government. No. It's just... It's a call to service and it's a brotherhood. Yeah, absolutely. And the call to service is the main thing because service can take on so many roles, whether you're a healer or you're a frontline infantryman, you don't have to even believe in the calls. And, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of war and whatnot, but um, support your troops because they're, they're young people that really have pure hearts, man. No, nobody joins the military just so they can kill people. You know, yeah, you have the 18 year old tough guys that say it, but those are people that have never killed anybody. Yeah. It's like, that's not something you want to live with, man. That's, that's, that's a burden you'll carry forever. So I support your troops, man. And it's the Marine Corps birthday today. 245 years. Happy birthday. 
Dropping uh, panties and bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to plug my uh, my branch, man. The, the Marine Corps birthday is a very big deal to Marines. So shout out to all you devil dogs out there. Happy birthday, fellas. And you know. and a early Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. By the time this comes out, it'll be Veterans Day. So belated. Wow. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you all for your service. Yeah, thank you. So with all that being said and, and the talk of all the chaos that is the external world right now, Marcus, what do you how how do people stay centered? How do people stay grounded in their life without being overwhelmed and overran with all this information or disinformation? Okay. Um yeah, it's honestly a hard one because I've it, had some absolutely. trouble. I've had some trouble myself big time with that this year. I think we've all had trouble this <laughs> year. That's for sure. The ground's been shaky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, the things that have helped me most maintain myself is really just staying consistent with my routines. And my routines usually consist of um, doing a nice chakra meditation in the morning before I get out of bed and um, trying to get some kind of physical activity in, whether it's just doing some yoga in the living room or getting out to the gym or going outside. And then outside of that, um, you know, I try to eat well, continue eating healthy. Um, I'm pretty, pretty much plant-based myself and I've noticed it's made a big difference in my energy and my, um, my mental processing, stuff like that. Um, eating plant-based, it keeps the body lighter and, um, you don't get as much toxins and negative energy because of the, the process that comes with Things like meat and dairy, where there's a lot of stress from animals and other things that contribute to that. You take that in and it can also uh, bring fear into your body. It can bring negative energy and it can also affect the way that you carry yourself throughout the day and um, experience these things that come across us. And another big thing that's helped as well is uh, connecting with others, you know, connecting with other like minds. And allowing ourselves to express with each other and share information and, uh, you know, create a space where it's non-judgmental and give us the capabilities to talk about, um, you know, these conspiracies and um, extraterrestrials and other things like that. (laughs) We can actually feel at home in ourselves and be ourselves. I feel like that's one of the biggest things for sure that's helped. I think Absolutely. connection's been a big one for me mm-hmm. and just between Wolf and now Marcus and talking to James again after so many years and that's been a, a big thing. Discovering yeah. how many people out there are actually on this journey. We all are. Just awareness of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well that's what I meant. Who yeah. are aware yeah. of it. Right. That's I, crazy. I, I think awareness is the first step for, for you listening is just being aware of what you are consuming in your diet. And that's all energy information that you're bringing in, not just the food that you eat, but the music you listen to, the television you watch, being mindful of your energy and what affects your energy in what way. So I'm not saying don't ever watch the news, but if you feel in a low energy and a low vibration, don't watch the news. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling high and you feel like you can absorb it and you can transmute it and, and continue with your day, then by all means, Inform yourself in whatever way you see fit, but just be, being aware of where you stand and, and how you feel is 
the number one thing is just just the awareness. I don't know where I was going with that. I lost that train of thought. But music was a big one for me. And you guys yeah. not telling me about Notco sooner. <laughs> that whole trip, the oh, whole yeah. 10 hours down to go get Caroline. That was all I listened to. Nice, man. Not just then, but right. similar artists once right. I got through every good, song that they had. music. It's all over the soul. Yeah. 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 Found myself just randomly smiling and like everything was just, I felt mm-hmm. so much at peace. Mm-hmm. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for me, I, I love hip hop music, but if you listen to the words, I mean, they're not really conducive to the soul. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so when I'm feeling pretty stingy on mine, what's that? Pretty stingy on my hip hop music. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I, I have to watch it as well. My intake with it. I mean, if I take too much in, it's it's not good. Right. It can take me down the wrong path. Right. So yeah, you definitely gotta watch and be aware of what you're doing, how you're listening, where you're going, the people that you're around, your yeah. diet. I like that you said that. I can't remember who I was listening to, but they said something about diet. It's Kanye. He doesn't call it a diet because die is in the word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What does he call it? I'll think of it. When we're <laughs> but, yeah, he doesn't call it a diet because die an interesting is character. in the word. He's got a very interesting. I'll think of it. But, mind. yeah, he's very interesting. The Rogan interview with him was great. And then I watched him on uh, Letterman. The uh, My next guest is. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And he's on there. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah. But die. Yeah, it's in there. So I was oh. like, wow, I never thought of that. So yeah, watch what your diet is. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like people that I'm around, you know, you can um you can be empathetic but yet um watch where your energy goes at the same time. Right. You know, I think that I think that's the biggest thing for me is is watching where the energy goes, knowing myself and knowing what activities drain the energy out of me and knowing what, what activities fill me up. That's been the biggest thing for me in twenty twenty. I feel like attachments contribute to that as well. Attaching. Yeah. Attaching to what? Can you, can you, um, on that for the listeners? I mean, attaching to a substance, attaching to people, attaching to negative habits and patterns. When we get attached to stuff like that, it can drain our energy. It can take us out of balance and really throw us off. Creates a need. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Dependency. Mm-hmm. An outside need. Mm-hmm. And I think. I made a couple of videos talking about the, the topic of, of what true love is versus attachment. Because I think that's why we see such a high divorce rate in this country is we get attached to the ones that we quote unquote love to, to fill voids in ourselves. So uh, attachment is just a lack of being fulfilled within your own being. And to me, and what I've collected in my short time here is Love is when you can, you can only love others when you truly love yourself and accept yourself fully. Otherwise it's attachment, right? Because you see a void in yourself and you, Hey, this person embodies what I'm missing within myself. So let me grab onto them and attach myself to them. But eventually that Velcro wears thin and that attachment falls off. And then your relationship's like, Holy shit, what happened? It's like, bro, you were seeking that energy from that other person that you were missing within yourself. So self-love is huge. And we've talked about it on other episodes, but loving yourself, giving yourself space to have some solitude. That's a huge thing that I think people lack is solitude in their life. I know you guys probably make time for yourself, just you with no (laughs) device, no television, no anything, but some time where you can just sit with yourself like, Hey, where are you at, Matt? 
in constructive solitude is what most people like. I know plenty of people who spend time by themselves, but they're not doing anything constructive with it. Yeah. Well, but are they with their devices? Are they with are they with their phone? Are they with their TV? I know plenty of people who go on runs like Eric and they spend two, three hours alone outside, walks, running, and they're they're still not they spend a lot of their time thinking about problems more so than anything else. They're just continuing right. to weigh themselves down. So it's not it's not just the solitude. I mean, Chad's right. absolutely right though to make time for yourself, but you have to make sure you're conscious of what you're doing with that time, I think. I am very intentional about the time I take. Especially to, like Eric. He's yeah, a prime to, example. To, but to like to be disciplined, but also to be disciplined in a way of turning off. So like that's a big one too. So you gotta turn on and turn off. And you gotta make time for both of those. Absolutely. Deve- developing a routine. You touched on routine, Marcus. <laughs> and that was a question I actually didn't mean to cut you off. You're no, go ahead, going, but a um, question that I was curious about since we talked last was just in the midst of all of this, has it been a, have you noticed a shift in the people who are coming to you? Do you seem to be getting a wider variety of people coming and seeking your help? And uh, on top yeah. of that, like, is it, is it starting to become more common what their problems are? Yeah, for sure. Um, Ever since really the Q stuff, you know, I've had a whole range of people start coming to me and a lot of people thanking me, honestly, for spreading information. It's really helped a lot of people. And, uh, it's probably the reason why I still do it. I don't just do it to do it. I see that it really is effective and it's helping people. But yeah, man, it's, it's really interesting. You know, I connect with people from around the world, um, all sorts of ages, you know, like, 50s 20s like 30s you know it's like crazy that's cool you know i'm like connecting with these people sharing information with them and it's it's helping them have more peace and comfort and prepare themselves for whatever it is that's going to come and not only that but it's helping their family too so it's it's great to be able to do that and i was actually curious too about about the the reiki itself right i didn't know much about it okay at all so i did a little research (laughs) And I mean, I actually knew more about it than I thought. Right. Uh, but I'm kind of just curious now in the midst of all this with a lot of the misinformation that's out there. Are you finding more of a pushback on all these holistic treatments that you're doing? And with there being more and more science now to support the benefits of breathing exercises and Reiki and energy healing and all of this, but it's still yeah. not there. It's still not mainstream. There's still a lot of pushback. Yeah. Where are you finding that balance at now with a lot of the fake news and a lot of the, the pushback that you're getting from? Um, so I don't see too much of it right now because of the what's going on. But um, I will say it is interesting that the FDA does not uh, approve or back natural remedies. There's no money in it. Yeah, but yeah. they can't, right? Because there's... Put themselves out of business, right? Yeah. They don't don't support it, wouldn't be a business as a uh, helpful treatment or cure for uh, illnesses and disease. But there's been so much scientific research over the last 10 years that just continues to to give praises to all the benefits of all this stuff. Yeah. And then there's also um, Dr. Dr. Sebi, who passed away, I think it was like a year or two ago. And, um, he was from Hondura in Africa, and he um, 
was his doctor that was curing people of like AIDS and cancer and like all these different things, um, naturally holistic. And they, um, they tried to take him to court. Well, they did take him to court in New York for practicing medicine without a license. Uh, so he beat the case and they didn't charge him with anything. And then he ended up passing away in their custody. And, you know, he was getting ready to basically spread the information and the remedies for all these treatments and cures. And uh, he passed away in their custody right before that. Another mysterious death. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the music artist uh, Left Eye from TLC, she actually went and saw him before <clears throat> she passed away. And there's a conspiracy around that, that, you know, she was going to help spread the information about it. And she passed away. So, so basically, going into his modalities and stuff, basically just using natural uh, herbs and, and fruits and vegetables and alkalizing your your body yep. to where viruses and, and disease can't live. Yep, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and there's another uh, gentleman, uh, Doctor Wright. I forget his first name, but anyways, created this sound frequency machine to heal people using sound frequencies. And basically the government was like, nope, shut down the, shut down the research and, and confiscated the machine. And this was gener- like decades ago. I, I don't quote me on dates or anything. I remember seeing a big article about right. frequency and sound vibration healing about two or three years ago that it was starting to gain momentum. I don't think I've heard anything since then. Right. Yeah. Shutting a lot of that down. Nikola Tesla also had um, some sound frequency devices to that he created. Right. Yeah. He's. And the beautiful thing is we're getting to a point where we lean so far on science that starting it's starting to prove some of these pseudosciences, if you will, to be true, you know, with, with the energy healing and the sound frequencies and how they affect us on a cellular level. Uh, quantumly, we are able to measure these things now. And we're seeing that your thoughts alone and the energy alone that you put out is so powerful. It's so powerful. So even if these things are placebo, if you will, placebo is very real and it creates the same effects. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that something's going to heal you, it's going to heal you yeah. over time as mm-hmm. long as you're consistent with it. And that's anything in life. Consistency will get you to where you want. So, so find something that works for you and, and stay consistent with it and, and believe in it. Find something you can believe in that resonates with you and keep going. Absolutely. Keep running. It's about a just getting started. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you tell us about the chakras, Marcus? Um, we touched on it briefly. I know that's a f- another broad question. Uh, can you kind of run through the seven, seven main chakras and kind of um, the energy behind them and, and the meaning behind them for our listeners? Cause we kind of touched on it last episode, but we didn't dive too far into it. And actually to keep going on that same topic, something that interested me that I, even in my, brief research starting everything was, you know, starting to understand a little bit of the chakras, but actually never really correlated them with the actual glands. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you could just kind of tie all that in, I think. For sure. Definitely. Um, Absolutely. So chakras. um, So chakra is Sanskrit for wheel of energy. And basically a chakra is an energy center. And each chakra contains a different frequency 
and with that frequency it carries uh, different characteristics and it also correlates with the color as well and it's the color spectrum of the rainbow from red all the way up to violet and um, there's seven main ones that align with the physical body and there's also chakras that align outside of them and there's minor chakras inside and around the body so at the bottom which is at the bottom of the spine you have the first chakra or the seventh it's however you like to do it from the top to bottom um but starting at the bottom if you do one you have the root chakra which is red and that holds energies such as survival stability uh money and finances and when that chakra is activated or clear it helps you feel that stability that groundedness that comfort and abundance and when it's blocked that's when we um tend to have experiences going through emotions of um stressing about money um feeling like we don't have enough money or focusing too much on getting money instead of focusing on ourselves and the money at the same time um feeling kind of like you know that lost lost soul type of feeling like you just don't want to be here you don't feel like you're comfortable where you are those are some things that happen when it's blocked so then from there you go upwards and you have the second chakra which would be the sacral and the color that corresponds with this one is orange and uh, some of the characteristics that come with it is uh, your sensuality with life like your excitement and joy of life um, sexuality as well and also relationships relationships with yourself relationships with your partner and others so when it's blocked um, you know you feel a disconnect from people you feel kind of distant you feel a little maybe hateful and you just want to be by yourself and isolate um that would come with being blocked in the sacral something else would be being damaged from uh sexual traumas and experiences like that also losing that sense of enjoying life and enjoying the presence of others so then going up from there you have the third chakra which is the solar plexus and the solar plexus would be in the abdomen area and the color is yellow. The solar plexus represents your self-esteem, your uh, self-strength, your self-worth, and your sense of uh, knowing who you are. And then when it's blocked, you feel negative about yourself. You're you know, in full body awareness, just worrying about your body and how it looks and if it looks good or not. Um, not having the confidence to fulfill your job or go get a career those are some of the things that come with it being blocked um then from there you have the fourth one which would be the heart chakra and that one's in the center of the chest and the color for that is green uh so the heart chakra represents unconditional love for all life and yourself it also represents empathy being able to connect with others animals you know the water the surroundings and uh compassion and oneness with all and then when you're blocked in the heart chakra that's when you can see uh, 
a sense of, you know, not being loved by others, feeling like you have no self-worth, being apathetic, you know, being cold towards people, um, especially if they're in a vulnerable position with you. Those are some of the things that come with the heart chakra being closed. And then from there you have the throat, and that is uh, blue. And characteristics with the throat would be uh, communicating your truth and expressing yourself. And uh, communicating the truth as in like, you know, those moments where you just, you really want to say something to somebody or you need to have a conversation, but you kind of shut down and you don't do it. That's like, you know, expressing your truth. So expressing your truth, um, and being able to communicate your creativity as well. And then when it's blocked, um, comes with like that example we just went over is not being able to, to speak up for your truth, stand your grounds or communicate with others and, um, having no creativity. Um, so then from there, you got the third eye chakra and that one is indigo purplish blue and that's in the center of the forehead uh third eye chakra connects you to your intuition your guidance your ability to manifest and create and your ability to um, see through illusions see through lies and be able to see the truth um, so when that's blocked that comes with attracting manipulation um, not being able to see through things like the mainstream media, for example. <laughs> um, I also blocked you off from your, your, uh, your sense of your like dreams and being able to live your dreams and manifest and create. Um, and then you got the final, the seven, which is the crown, which is on top of the head. And that's a violet color. And the crown connects you to, uh, your higher source, your, your God, um, divinity. And also helps you with connecting with your spirit guides and angels. And it also um, helps with recharging your energy as well. So those are the, the seven main chakras. Beautiful brother. Wow. Thank you. Dude, that was an awesome explanation. <laughs> so, yeah. um, one I wanted to touch on is the heart chakra. And I feel like the things that we've discussed leading up to this, it, it becomes quite apparent with that wisdom that you just shared with us. That the heart chakra is under attack right now. Yeah. Because the heart chakra correlates with the lungs and the immune system. And now all of a sudden we're facing a virus and, um, the I can't breathe narrative that the media has mm -hmm. pushed all year. Um, it just seems going back to the spiritual warfare that the heart chakra and the empathy and apathy that, that we are seeing out of everybody is really under attack right now. Is that a fair assumption? It's crazy that that's yeah. the one he jumped to, too, because it was literally thinking the whole time that he was talking about it. And as soon as he got to green and all that, the, like this whole shift for me, it was weird because I even told Brittany, like, as probably three, four weeks into us starting the podcast, started to have this fucking obsession with green. Nice. <laughs> green's never been up, my brother. favorite color, ever. Wow. It's always been blue for whatever reason. But as soon as all this started, Started noticing green everywhere. Yeah, that's amazing. Wanted green. Wow. Had like green stuff. Like it was, it was absurd. So just to hear Marcus talk about it in his explanation and then immediately for Chad to say that that's what's under attack and for my shift to have been to noticing and opening up to that color. Yeah. It's funny you say that because um, 
I brought up a little while back with uh, some other people that something that kind of came to me is that it kind of is like an attack on the heart uh, chakra, but not just an attack, but also an opportunity for us to reflect and see, Mm -hmm. you know, where our hearts are at. If it's muddied up and needs to be cleared or if it is clear and that we need to hold that space. Absolutely, man. That's so beautiful. And, and one thing to keep in mind is, you you talk about the the chakra meditation. So basically, you're going in and visualizing these chakras or these energy centers and the colors and clearing them. Right? Is, is that what you mean by your your chakra meditation? Essentially, yeah. Okay. So so it's something you can do, and there's there's hundreds, if not thousands, of chakra meditations on YouTube. Uh, very powerful stuff. That although we may be drowning in disinformation, there is some really wonderful powerful information out there yeah so so dive into it if if what marcus and the wisdom he shares resonates with you keep seeking because that's where the growth is is the continual uh seeking of just that one percent more improvement or that one percent more knowledge and why you're actually here and and what you are set out to to do on this earth man so even if it doesn't resonate with you like what what's the yeah. harm in informing yourself of others? Right. You you do yeah. all kinds of research and all this other bullshit and you spend time reading your Facebook newsfeed and what's the harm in going to find something that is something that maybe you're a little uncomfortable with? Mm-hmm. And right. just finding out how you feel about it once you actually open yourself up to that knowledge and to that experience. Yeah, I I think it makes great sense. Um you know, one of the things that I've worked on lately uh, is is my throat chakra. And I think we can all relate to that, wanting to speak up, wanting to have a conversation with somebody, wanting to say something, but then fearing what will happen next. So I can immediately re- relate to that. And you said some other ones like lack of confidence, um, just mm-hmm. some other things that I know everybody out there has felt at one point or another and wondered, where does it come from? But really, it's just inside you and you can unblock it yourself. And when you look at things and create a relative, things just start to unlock. So I've always loved the color blue. Uh, one of my favorite shirts to wear to work is blue. Um, and it's been a prominent color this year. So that made sense, man. That was a great explanation, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Done a, done a few years of research and experience with it. Trailer number eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, one thing you touched on is is blue being the one you're working on. If you're listening, one thing to keep in mind is he he said fear. You you fear using that voice. Yeah. So fear is still the root chakra. These things you have to build. You have to start from the bottom and build. If you don't have that foundation of your root chakra clear and in place, it's going to be so much more difficult to align the chakras going up your, your energy centers because the foundation isn't there. So once you dispel that fear, therefore you're able to use your voice and and it naturally in in ascending order clears those other chakras of that fear. So it's something to keep in mind is start, start the root chakra because that's where most of us are stuck is that root, especially now when a fear agenda is being pushed and it's a fight or flight, energy center where it's like, oh shit, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So now I'm fearful of being intimate. Now I'm fearful of loving myself, going up to chakras, you know, that fear is still in that root. You still have to build on that. Sure. So start, if you're just learning this stuff, start with your root chakra. 
And uh, just to build on what you share is these energy centers are developed at certain stages in your life. So your root chakra is developed in your first couple of years and then your sacral chakra and then your, then your solar plexus, then your heart chakra. They're all at different stages in your life. So if you're finding a blockage in one of your chakras, revisit that period of your life and think about what you went through, the people that were in your life, the, the traumas that you may have faced, because that could be the door that you need to go in to clear those energy centers. So some of us that have faced uh, sexual trauma as a child and you have suppressed it and it's buried in your subconscious mind that I don't remember anything. You start to dive into that sacral chakra and your sexual trauma and that period that that chakra was developing, then it could unlock a whole world of memories and they may be painful. But if you truly want to heal, you're going to have to go through those things. Mm. And that's what we don't understand. It's like, man, I know this happened, but it doesn't really affect me. Well, bullshit. If you're having these problems, it's affecting you and it may be painful, but you got to go through it or, well, that's even debatable because working with St. Germain in the violet flame there, we're coming in with the age of Aquarius coming into new techniques and healing modalities such as Reiki and energy movement, and the violet flame, which I've been working with. And I know Marcus has um, offering these energies and these negative happenings to the violet flame for transmutation on a heavenly level. And it's a very powerful tool, but we'll, we'll get into that on a different on a different <laughs> episode because I could go on for days about that and had yeah. some really powerful experiences. Actually, one of the first times we hung out, Marcus and I went to the river to meditate and just talk and, and hang out and get to know each other a little more, doing a little breathing and meditation. And he's like, holy cow, do you see that? And I'm like, are you talking about the purple orb? And, and I, my eyes are closed and I'm seeing it with my third eye. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it's out over the water. So when he said that, I'm seeing it with my third eye. But then I open my physical eyes and it's still there over the water. Like, Holy fuck, Marcus, we need to hang out more, dude. Because the, the energy is being amplified. And it's like, not only are, am I seeing these higher dimensional things in my third eye, they're coming to the three-dimensional reality where I can see it with my physical eyes. It's like, holy fuck. Wow. You know, yeah, now my ego, <laughs> right. Now my ego can't dismiss it because I'm seeing it with my physical eyes. Right. And that's part of my human experience. It's like, holy shit, Marcus, let's hang out more. So, <laughs> little story about the, the violet flame in St. Germain. Pretty Very powerful hard. shit. Absolutely. Well, you guys have anything you guys want to close on or touch Marcus. on? Marcus? Marcus? Yeah, yeah. Just thanks to Marcus. Thank you, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I also want to add also about. So the chakras also correlate to physical glands in the body. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, I don't know each gland, but if anybody's a doctor or you can just Google it, the glands in the body. It's in um, the trailer video for the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, each gland is basically placed in the same place that I said each chakra is in. So we have a gland at the bottom of the spine in the front area, which is like our um, our genital area. And then... We have a gland in the bladder area, and then we have uh, the, the kidneys and the thyroid, the pineal gland. Just uh, There's different glands that are in the same spots that energetically or metaphysically the chakra is. And when you're working on your chakra, you're also activating that gland. And when you're cleansing and detoxing that gland, you're also helping that chakra at the same time. 
So I just wanted to add that as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's something that people separate that wisdom. It's like, oh, this gland, physical world stuff, metaphysical. It's like, it's all directly related. It's all working together. And and when we bring those things together is where we really start to heal and and clear those centers for ourselves. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful, beautiful, powerful episode. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. That cooled down here. Right, man. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining us at the roundtable. Week eight, episode eight, whatever you want to call it, part two with Marcus Farrell Robbins. We are so grateful for you being here with us, Marcus, at the roundtable. Thank you all very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. And I'm sure it's probably not going to be the last time you hear from Marcus because He's got a plethora of knowledge that we all could use. So thank you all for listening. Eric, Jeremy, thank you brothers for uh, making this happen and helping create this beautiful platform for people's voices. Back at you, brother. Blue energy. Let's go. (laughs) Episode eight. It's a wrap. Peace. Much love.